Hello and you're very welcome to the Town End Podcast. It's season three, episode 38. Well, in what's becoming a little bit too familiar, it's a sad feeling of defeat once again, uh, this time at the hands of St. Pat's in Inchicore. In what was dubbed, I think, the uh, Stephen O'Donnell derby. Um, but that might just be my one side of the fans, I believe. Uh, to go through this game, somebody who was there on the night, a bit like myself, is the uh, Dundalk Democrats, Niall Newbury. Niall, how are you? How are you, Chris? Thanks for having me on. All good. Yeah, yeah. Look, we just said we'll 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 gather our thoughts after after we were there last night, um, and kind of go through it today in probably a little bit more calmer fashion. And um, then, now, in Stephen's post match uh, interviews, he said that I suppose this game was like a snapshot of the season so far. I think that's a pretty fair assessment, wouldn't it? Yeah, we spoke to him afterwards ourselves, and. Um, I mean, like, where do you start with a game like this again? It is, it sort of is sort of characteristic of the season in general. Um, you know, playing well in spells of the game, you know, thought we played okay in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just giving away, you know, ridiculous goals that are changing games. And that's sort of, you know, the gist of what Stephen's post-match comments were. Um, it's self-destructive, Chris, yeah. really. It's, 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 basically what it, it's basically what it is. It's And the dog have been self-destructive all season. And, that's why they find themselves in sixth place, um, with just a handful of games to go. I mean, it's it's, it's it hasn't been good enough. I mean, the game itself. I mean, I thought the dog. I'm not. I'm actually kind of undecided to be honest. You, whether the dog played well in the first half or was it a case of some pats just being really, really uh, lethargic? Um, mm. You know, the first half, the pat supporters in the main stand where we were, where, where we were situated. You know, you could you could hear their frustration, not only at Stephen O'Donnell, of course, but also their also their own players and. You yeah. know, for what was a very lethargic first half display from from them, we played. We might have looked okay on the back on the back of that, but we did, we've never really capitalised. And then I'm sure we're going to go into it. But the goals we give away in the second half, then mm. are just you know, it's I, it's, I it's an all too familiar feeling, though, isn't it? No, that's that's the that's the real yeah, killer blow this yeah. season. Exactly, and I'm sure just like yourself, Chris, you're probably feeling like a broken record. You know, <laughs> doing this show on a weekly basis, kind of dissecting yeah. goals like that. Well, the only thing I will give is, you know, one thing that's freshened up every time is Skip's starting lineup, <laughs> and he threw another couple of curve balls at us uh, last night. I suppose when the team sheet came out, the first thing we're all trying to work out formations and what I goes, and then straight away you're looking going, oh no, this this thinks as of Greg Sloggett gone into centre back and and Robbie Benson in defence with him as well. You know, in a situation like like um, Sean's comment there earlier on, defence has been terrible all season long, and yet it's just patch up after patch up for him every single game. It's chopping, changing. There's yeah. personnel being played out of position, and um, you know, it's it's. I'm, I don't want to say it's a hard luck story because over the course of the season, you shouldn't have. You know, you, you normally say those sort of luck things going to even themselves out, but. In a time where we're having a bit of a defensive disaster, it, you know, to see that lineup, I just went, "Oh, this is," you know, it's got trouble written all over it. Yeah, it, it was when I got the team sheet yesterday. You know, it was I didn't know what to make of it. I mean, I think Jerry Malone, who was sort of sitting beside me um, in the press gantry yesterday, I think he described it as a radical um, starting eleven. I think that's probably the that's good that's way of putting it. Yeah, it's it's a good it's as good a word as any, I suppose, in relation to the back four in particular. I mean, I think I mentioned it on this show myself a couple of times. You know, I think that the, the, the cornerstone to any good side is a is a settled back four or, or, mm-hmm. or back three or whatever way you're going to play it. I mean, we haven't had that. I'm not, I'm stretching two consecutive games where we've had the same 
defense all season. Mm-hmm. And I think that's look a lot of that's enforced as well. I mean, with injuries yesterday, we had obviously Andy Boyle still carrying a calf injury. Louis Ansley has a hamstring, and uh, um, Darren Brownlee missed out due to the flu, I believe. So, right. I mean, and I also understand the point of view that he, he probably realistically couldn't play the same defense that one way or the other he couldn't play the same defense that played in Galway last week mm-hmm. um, for obvious reasons. So he went with, with square pegs and round holes. He had Greg Slogger playing center half where I've never personally seen him play before. Um, and obviously Robbie Benson, who has played full back before, but wouldn't be his, uh, wouldn't be his uh, best position. So, I mean, I didn't fancy us in advance of the game. Um, yeah. I think my prediction beforehand was 2-1 to Pats when I was asked. And that was before I saw the lineup. And, I don't know. Like it, 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 it didn't look good from, from from the offset, to be honest with you. When, when you see that, and I mean, also you got to factor in as well. I mean, like you had Daryl Leahy and Robbie McCourt on the bench last night. You know, does it say that's the end of them as well? In a in a sense of yeah, rather put Greg Sloggett and Rob, in centre half and Robbie Benson left full as opposed to going with McCourt or Leahy again. Does it say that's the end of the road for them as well? I don't know. So yeah, it was a strange team selection, and I think it was looking quite ominous um, from that moment. Even though we played okay in the first half, but I mean, ultimately, in the end, that that back four was that back four selection was found out in the second half, and Pat's exploited that. Yeah. So look, we, we'll we'll go like I say right back to the very start. It's a decent um, start by Dunnock. I think we, you know, even listening back um, and watching the commentary of it, you know, like they're they're talking about Dundalk pressure. We look good on the ball. We are keeping Pat's on the back foot. Um, but. Of course, in, in typical Dundalk fashion, uh, you would say we don't really make that count. And and I'm thinking of the Daniel Kelly chance that you know the keeper saves the curling shot, and and Yuli Coco's chance then as well. We you know th- those are the two that really stand there for me in that first half. And when we don't take those opportunities, sometimes it comes back to bite us. And so so often this season, and this was just another tale of that. Yeah, absolutely. Like we had chances in the first half. I mean, Pat's didn't lay a glove on us in the first mm. half. I, I felt, you know, what I mean, it was one way traffic without us looking. You know, it was hardly vintage to dock at the same time, but also by the same extension, um, we were definitely a dominant team in the first half. And Stephen obviously alludes to that in his post match, and it'd be hard to argue with that notion as well. I mean, the dock were the better side in the first period, and Pat's didn't really lay a hand on us. And you know, we had chances. You know, there were a couple of them flashing across goal, really Coco. And, yeah. Had one that flashed across goal. Um, you know, Kelly had a first time hit that was well saved by Dean Linus, and that came from a Hoban ball from the right. Um, you know, Horgan had a chance as well, and um, from a lovely Yilly Coco dinked pass. Um, another good save from Linus. I mean, we we had chances, and mainly towards the end of that first period, we had chances to to sort of um, mm. you know, to, to take to take the lead, and that's where a lot of frustration comes from. And Stephen O'Donnell obviously alluded to that in the sense of like. You got to one of them. One of them has to go in, and it's the same in Galway last week as well. Even you know, if if yeah, if we scored an early chance in Galway last week after four minutes, is it a different game? Possibly not, but also it might be. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, we're just not clinical. We're, we we haven't been clinical um, in front of goal of late. Um, no, and then, all season, and all season, all season. Actually, that's yeah. been that has been a, yeah, that has been an issue. Like yeah, and and then uh, and then at the other end, we're conceding goals that we're conceding. I mean, mm. it's only going to end one way for for any side. Um, and for the dock at the moment, it's just you know, something's completely something's gone completely stale by the looks of it. And um, it looks like Stephen O'Donnell with his team selection last night again, it was just literally like, let's just throw anything out there and see if anything sticks. Do you know what I mean? Because he was he's clearly running out of ideas by the looks of it. 
Yeah, look, I, I, I suppose that'll definitely be the conversation for later because the, there definitely seems to be a bit of a divide coming uh, within the um, Dundalk community, I would say, of, you know, whether it's Stephen O'Donnell in or out or who's who's to blame for the current crisis. But as I did allude to last week, um, I do have some sort of sympathy with Stephen O'Donnell because, and, and of course he comes back to bite us in this game, you know, Tommy Lonergan was one of these players who he identified as he wanted to get into the club. Um, and of course, he goes and hits the double against us and probably has one of his, uh, probably one of the best games I've seen him play. And I know he has been hampered with injury, but we have seen him pop up um, earlier in the season um, and scored and had a hand in, a, in the 2-1 victory that time as well. The first goal, so we come out second half, it looked like Pats had assessed how we played that first half and decided to find a way, sometimes going a little bit more direct, um, a way to play around Dundalk. When Lonergan takes that chance, I don't think Shepard will be too happy. He gets down, gets a hand to it, but not strong enough hand. And, you know, you just alluded to Linus with a couple of saves in the first half. I thought there was a very, very similar situation where Linus got, got down and pushed it around the post. We don't have that luck down the other end. Shep doesn't get as strong a hand, but it, it creeps in at the far post on him. It's still sort of sliding door moments this season and, and we've been on the wrong end of them time after time. Yeah, I mean, like, the second half, to be honest with you, at halftime, my, my, my thoughts were, I, my only surprise, actually, Chris, um, at halftime was how well we actually played on the back mm. of the Galway debacle, I suppose, the week beforehand. And, you know, you're, you're only kind of looking for a response. <coughs> Excuse me. You're only kind of looking for a response. What Stephen O'Donnell would have been mainly hoping for. I thought we got that to some degree in the first half. But then they're coming out in the second period, um, and it's a different game. Pats clearly, clearly identified areas that we that they could easily exploit. They went more direct um, yeah. in the second half, Pats, and that was you know sort of the best example of that was sort of um, um, the first goal. You know, it's, yeah. it's a Joe Redmond long punt from his own half. It's kind of innocuous. Goes up the other end. Hayden Muller completely misses it. So I don't know what happens there. He's completely missed it. It's, it's an absolute howler from the dog centre half mm-hmm. Muller. But you know, Tommy Lonergan, who you know was a menace um, for the dog all night, um, particularly in the second period, you know he capitalises. He still has a lot to do, um, even though even after Muller's mistake, and um, you know he shows great composure to sort of finish his pass. Shepherd and Shepherd will feel that he should might have done better at it. Actually, I thought you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I think so. For, will feel he should save that um, in that position, but it's just the way it's going for the dock at the minute. And it was it was <laughs> such a cheap, cheap goal. Um from all aspects. It's it's so direct. It's it's Muller's got to deal with it for me. Yeah. Um, he has to deal oh, 100%, with it for yeah. half. Um but take nothing away from Lonergan, he still has lots to do there. And you know it's the atmosphere on the ground changes then the dog's head's got to drop. Um I'm afraid the game has only gone one, one way after that and it was a, it was an absolute disaster. Four minutes in when- the second period. Now, once they had gone ahead, look, we're, we're, all we're doing is updating the stat time and time again, but Dunlop behind again in a match, like we, we continue to give teams this, this opportunity. And, and I think the difference between now and probably earlier in the season is now when we go behind, you can just see the confidence just kind of drain out of the team straight away and they just feel we're not going to get anything in this. Like I say, the atmosphere change in the ground, you, you know, you could visibly see some of the players kind of going, oh, here we go, sort of feeling Yeah. then as well. And, you know, it just had that sinking feeling, here we go. 
and and it was <laughs> you know it was two fairly shortly. Yeah, it seems like you know. Obviously, I I I commended on Docs when, like when Stephen first came into the job last season. I commended his how he sort of galvanised the whole club in one sense in terms mm-hmm. of like um, you know because like yesterday I just mentioned it there, Chris. Like you know the heads dropping after every time we could see the first goal, and that's happened. It yeah. sort of reminds me of the twenty twenty one season um, when we finished in the bottom half, and you know yeah. every time that season we can see that we can see the first goal. Um, we never looked like getting back into the game. And mm. that's been the case of late. You know, Derry yeah. um, recently in the league, Galway certainly in the Cup last week, and obviously last night um, in Inchicore, um, it was the exact same thing. And I don't know what's happened um, with the with, with the club or, or the team um, in the background there, but it seems they've just gone completely flat of late. Um, probably not of late. Probably it's, it's probably been brewing and festering for a long time, actually. Um, i never really seen it come to the fore. Um we, we, we you never felt even at one 0 down we were getting back into it like you know Pat started creating all the chances after that yeah. Mulroney had a free kick that just you know sailed inches wide not too long after Lonigan's first goal um, and we didn't look like getting back into it and then obviously you know not too long after that suddenly you, you find yourself two 0 down and it's 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 job done for Pat at that point and mm-hmm. you know the Docker is looking we're just looking very 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 soft at the moment very soft and um, that's a real concern that's a real real concern. Yeah, I felt I felt when that second goal went in, you know, the, the chip over for Shepard, I kind of got the feeling of the players were kind of thinking, well, you know, this isn't really my natural position, and of course we're getting caught out. You know, I kind of had that feeling yeah. of, you know, like like none of the players were were overly surprised that that we had conceded the two because it's it's a patch up defence and players aren't playing in natural positions and 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 so on and so forth. But at, at you know, as I said, we'll probably get into it a little bit more. I think what's really just hurting fans at the moment is the commitment levels you know that sort of the drive the, the the want and stuff like that and and it seems like every time we concede these sort of soft goals you know and and, and Stephen O'Donnell has, has alluded to that that we just seem soft we do seem yeah. you know easy to play against and we're coughing up the mistakes and I think that's just it you know if Pat's way of playing in the first half seem to be trying to get it out to Mulraney, out wide, and then try 1v1s. But we we had a double up sometimes with Kelly and stuff on that side, and it was keeping him at bay. As you say, the second half, they just kind of went a lot more direct, realising that, you know, Sloggett, Benson aren't natural in there, and Muller wouldn't have the organisational skills to to, to set up in, in that defence. And that leaves Davis then as really the only natural defender playing in his natural position in that defence. And you know, we, we probably shouldn't be hopefully surprised then that that you know if, if there's a mistake from any one of the defenders, then we're 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 in um, we're in dangerous territory, and and that's you know it, it's it's another mistake. Ball in Shepherd's caught between no man land. Do I come? Do I not come? He stepped out too far, and not again chips it over to him and, and in for two 0 Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, like Shepherd's already committed at that stage. Yeah. Like- like the, the goal again, it's so direct, it's so avoidable. You know, it's Pats are in their own half, you know, that they're playing across their own back four, and it comes back to Linus, the goalkeeper, and he takes a kick out. Um, mm-hmm. and Lonergan just gets in ahead of Sluggett. Feel sorry for Greg Sluggett. I mean, I don't want to be too yeah. critical, he's, he's not a center half, no. Um, he probably shouldn't be in that position to begin with. Um, but Lonergan kind of you know gets in ahead of him, wrestles him away, and it's a great finish from Lonergan, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I mean, Shepard's already committed. He's he, he's very alert, and um, Lonergan, that is, and he, he's just dinked it over to the dog keeper and lobbed him. 
and it's 2 0 at that stage after what 57 minutes. Um, any over. sort of second half game plan's gone now, isn't it? Yeah, it's game over at that point, Chris. I mean, yeah. like, this and dog team aren't coming back. Of all the dog teams, this and dog team are not coming back from that. Um, not with the morale, with the, with the morale being so low and the the mood being so low in the camp by the looks of things. I mean, you just couldn't see any scenario where they're coming back from that. Although we did get one back, but I mean, even then, we even after you know Kelly gets the goal back, we still never looked like we still never looked like um, finding an equalizer. And obviously, yeah. Pat's then get their get their their third late on in stoppage time. So I mean. Just the two goals, and I mean, like, I, I don't want to keep saying it about the nature of the goals because I do feel like I'm repeating myself quite a lot. But that's that's what it is. It's just such such avoidable goals. We're not conceding good goals. We're conceding no. goals. That, if things were playing through you, know, you and 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 it was just you know, I suppose excellent skill or something like that, you can yeah. hold your hand up sometimes. But I just think like we, we keep like managers in the summer league would be absolutely yeah. livid at conceding those goals. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the dogs are professional football club, and they shouldn't be. Like it's okay. I mean, but like continuously, week in, week out, conceding goals of that nature. They're just so mm. avoidable and shooting themselves in the foot. It's just not acceptable. And you know, the season now um is really, really petering out and it's ending with a bit of a whimper, Chris. And um that's very, mm. very disappointing from everyone's point of view. Yeah, I I it, it's interesting. I didn't realise we were hundred and Twenty years old um, this week, Daniel. So if that's um, if that's right, that's that's a hell of a thing that doesn't really seem to be marked by the club at the moment. So that's that's even scarier. Um, that we're not uh, marking that. Um, so we're two 0 down. Similar, probably what we've seen in Galway, except this time it's a double substitution. Durant and Mali come on. There is an immediate response from from Kelly, um, who who does pull one back. Um, immediately it comes down his side. Um, the ball ends up back with Davies, who kind of turns inside. A defender goes with him. He, he turns around. The defender actually decided not to go with him then for a second. And um, Mulraney has missed uh, Daniel Kelly's run in behind him. So off goes Dan Kelly. And it's a, it's a great ball into him. And um, look, it's a good finish from from yeah. uh, from Dickie Kelly as well. It's, you know, a momentary, you know, uh, joyous moment on the night. But look, it, like it shows... Every so often, like we 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 we've praised Davis, probably your best player this season. It's another assist from him. Um, it's good for for Dan Kelly to get another goal as well. Um, but it's probably the only glimmer of light in in, in uh, on the night that it was. Yeah, it probably was. I mean, like it's actually a good goal. Um, mm. Archie Davis has been playing well. It should be noticed. He played okay mm. again last night. I mean, he's played a great sliding ball into Kelly. It does come there's a bit of a mix up in the pats back for i not can't recall who it was but i think two defenders almost run into each other um, yeah. as the ball comes in and kelly in fairness to him um opportunistic as he is takes advantage and uh, it's a great finish from dan kelly Um, you know that's what for 15 minutes to play mm. you're back in the game you're back in the game but like what disappoints me chris is that like i don't recount i don't recount a single chance in the dock after that you know no, we never ever looked like uh, getting back into it. You know, fifteen minutes to play. You're thinking we're galvanized by a goal back here. We might sneak a point. Yeah, we create a chance after that well, goal. So, well, I think the, I think the biggest blow for me then is like we get back into that. I think Pat's had a lot of possession thereafter, and they kind of put us back on the pressure again. But then Robbie Benson goes and gets a second yellow card, and any, yeah. I just thought any momentum we could have built from that goal, like if we had got another chance straight after that, you'd you'd be kind of start thinking. If you're a Pats player, do we start retreating back here? Is this going to be, you know, are they going to throw more at us? But 
I think they kind of played us through for a while. And then the red card is just like another sucker blow. It's like, oh, they ain't coming back from this now. And I don't really think there can be any qualms about the yellow card either. I, no. I, you know, Robbie Benz was very frustrated going off, but I think he's just more probably frustrated himself. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's no real question. I think it, certainly the second yellow is mm. definitely hard. Um, yeah, it's just frustration from Robbie. You know, he, you know, he, he, he's playing in a in an unnatural position as well. Um, a difficult night at the office. Mm. I mean, there's no question about the second yellow. I don't think. No, I, I think it's definitely yeah. a, a second yellow. And you know, you were just a ten players. That's what eighty-three minutes or so. Yeah, that stage. You know, it's. As you say, Chris, any any sort of sting you're trying to any it's sort gone. of momentum you're trying to bring after that goal back is kind of killstone dead after that. Then do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's yeah, and, I, and like I'm over the side with with you know surrounded by a lot of the Pats fans, and as soon as Benson got sent off, like you could just you could just feel it in the crowd. They were like, "Oh, that's that. That is the, that is it." Like you know, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's game set match here. Yeah. All they were all they were pleading for now was you know Mason Mila to get to get more on the ball and, 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 and to show his worth, which, which he does in the end. Um, you know, he, he, he wins the penalty, scores the penalty. I, I didn't think he was going to get it. <laughs> the penalty at one stage, there seemed to be a bit of deliberation between the Pats players of who was going to actually take the penalty. And he was pleading for the ball. Um, but it shows a lot from a 16 year old to, to, you know, to want to take that penalty. And, and I know you'd say like, there's not a whole lot of, it's not like it was a game defining penalty, if you know what I mean. But, no, but you know, it's still in a senior, in senior football at 16 to want to have the hunger to, to get that ball and want to <laughs> score a penalty at home. Like that's, that says a lot about that player. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard not to admire, you know, Mason Mania. I mean, like 16 years of age, just yesterday, I think, I mean, mm. wow. He certainly appears to be the real deal um, from what we've seen of him with the Ireland underage setup and obviously Pats this season. I mean, he looks a real, real talent. Um, and that's, you know, obviously he wins the penalty, comes on as a sub yesterday, wins the penalty off Sluggish. And no qualms about it. You know, his no. senior game, he, he's picking it up and he's taking it and he sends uh, Shepard the wrong way. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's quite impressive for a 16-year-old to to have that confidence and that sort of, you know, metal, if you mm. like. Um but yeah, and that probably brings us to another point. I mean, like, we're not really, we're not seeing too many. Like, you look across the league and you see players like that at different clubs. And well, this, really I actually thinking. wanted to say this to you, Niall. So if you, if you just take Pats as a snapshot, like, obviously, you, Pats pride themselves on, on their academy. And, you know, you think of James Abanqua and stuff who they've, you know, sold on and, and stuff like that um, previously. If you look at that, like Joe Redmond, uh, young lad Curtis, Mila, you know, they have a lot of first team players who have who have come through there from their academy and come in there. You look at, at the Dundalk one and it, it, you know, we, we revert back to it over and over again, but it's it is really only Ryan O'Kane yeah. who's ever made that step up. Um and he seems to be a bit part player at the moment since come, since getting injured that time and um, this season. It, it, there's something fundamentally not working in, in that it, with us that we're not it um, like Tiernan seems to have a very good under-19 squad there, but there just seems to be something missing in that step up from the under-19 to the senior squad. Do you feel that's opportunity or is there something else in there? Well, I'd say from at the moment, I'd say it's certainly opportunity. I mean, like, mm. and even Ryan O'Kane, I mean, like Warren Point Town probably taking a lot of the credit mm. for him as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he, he wasn't in the Mendoc ranks no. up until 
Um, and this is something that goes back even during Stephen Kenny's era as well. Like yeah, you know, yeah, like I before mean, that was Tiernan was the was the only other one we could we could yeah, say it's that's kind of all the way through. This is a long running thing, and even this mm. season, you know, with with uh, Adam Boyega going to Drogheda. Yeah, I mean, there's an example of, of, right off the bat of a player who could have made a step up this season who were just letting walk across the road to Drogheda mm. um, for nothing uh, at the start of the year. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, for for a team that's struggling defensively. Especially defensively, yeah. To have Ali Boyega go to draw at the start of the year, to have Mayoa and Amasa who not even in the squad, um, mm. after sending him out on loan as well, like yeah. and you, you think you would get someone back who's just after having half a season. So yeah, yeah. So it, it, it just Dungannon is the perfect person to bring back in now, but he's nowhere near. Yeah, so he's he's not in the in the equation at all. Um, Stephen, mm. um. Said to us that it could be a registration issue with Mayowa, but I I don't know. Okay. Like, was he not on the bench for a couple of games there when he came back from Dungan? I could be wrong. I thought uh, he was, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure if that really adds up. So, I mean, um, Anthony I Mayo, we've seen, you know, Anthony Mayo, we have playing really, really well for the under 19s. Yeah, barring a couple of friendly matches, we haven't seen him at all. Sam and Mullen, mm. we yeah. haven't seen, you know, Owen Kenny, obviously, out in Lona Wexford doing a decent job um, down there in the first division, you know, looks a decent talent. But are these boys ever going to get an opportunity? I mean, if anything, with the season now petering out and sort of ending with a whimper. Well, that's where it's going with this. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly where it was going with this night. Is this not the perfect opportunity? Now, yeah, now it should be the perfect opportunity to kind of blood some of these, try and blood some of these young lads in and see if they're good enough mm. to, make, to make a step up. Um, because let's face it, we're not finishing top three now. And even yep. fourth is an, is an outside chance. And even then, I might even guarantee European qualification. Mm. So surely now is the time to start trying to blood some of these players in and see if they can make that step up to League of Ireland um, senior level. Because um, we that's one of the areas where we've actually fallen behind massively. When you see Mason Massive. Amelia, 16 years of age, with the confidence he's shown and, and the development yeah. he's already had at some pats, and there's other players across the league as well. You know, mm-hmm. you can list them all, all the clubs, and they've all got somebody. We're so not look at Bowes. Bowes have, you know, yeah. a career at his Clark back, obviously, this year, you know, just yeah. after getting player of the month and stuff like that. Yeah. Derry always had a production line up there then as well. You know, and, and we've seen Shamrock Rovers, you know, obviously doing really well in sell-on clauses and stuff yeah. for the likes of Gavin Bazuno and things like that. Um, you know, and they're they're continued to sell on uh, talent. Of course, some talent they, they also steal from other academies. But <laughs> but yeah, it just it just to me it seems it's just another thing that the club is just does just doesn't seem to have right. Um yeah. and 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 I as I say, I'm going back. 10 plus years here nearly that we just never seem to be able to have a, a conveyor belt of players that are all able to step straight into senior level or just never given the opportunity to go into senior level one, one or the other um, yeah. and and at a time where the reason I'm, I'm talking about it is because over the past few weeks, I've seen so much deliberation online and, and across other podcasts and stuff, and we're all talking about where has things gone wrong this year? For the previous year, we took some talent within the league. We kind of feathered that with some loan signings from the UK, free signings, got it all together. It worked extremely well. This year, it hasn't worked as well. Um, bar Archie Davis, I would say, who's kind of the outstanding uh, candidate this year that's, that has really stepped up to it. So if we're going to keep relying on this English market to, to bring on loan signings, to bring this in, 
is there anything that we could bring here? Because then you've got no bedding in time and stuff. If you can, if you can use your academy structures well, and there is people to stand up, obviously you bypass all of that. And you think of, in particular, Rhino Kane's breakthrough season. <coughs> like most clubs didn't know how to handle him. You know, he yeah. was buzzing with confidence for for a lot of it as well. He, he you know, he had he he had so much confidence to take people on and stuff like that. And and then you're seeing that, like I said, just just when you compare the two squads from last night. That's the thing I thought it was like you were just watching Cool Carmen Collective Joe Redmond at the back, who's obviously been capped at under twenty one level with Ireland and stuff like that as well. He's only a couple of doors down from Richmond Park where he lives. Yeah, like he, yeah. like for, for him, the, for him to yeah. step up and into the senior team, like he knew everything about that club coming in there. As well. And he's a superb yeah. footballer. I mean, so he's good enough. So I mean, I asked Stephen um, in preseason about this. I mean, I, I remember asking him way back in it must have been January or February, Chris. I asked him mm. about you know the under-19 players, because um, I alluded to Rhino Kane's meteoric rise last season. Yeah. And the likes of Santa Mullen and Owen Kenny, Anthony Moyo, these boys were all in my mind when I asked the question. Mm. It was basically, are we going to see, you know, that being utilised? Because, you know, there is some good players coming through the ranks. And obviously O'Donnell's going to say, look, when appropriate or whatever, and yeah. yada, yada. But I mean, I, I think we must be the only club, we have to be the only club in the league um, who hasn't played an under-19 player all season. Like we we ha- we we have to be. I mean, can't think of anyone else. Yeah, can't think of anybody else in in the league who wouldn't have played another nineteen player at least a, mm. at least on one or two occasions. I mm. mean, I mean, is that the way four, the season has gone? That it, 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 from Stephen O'Donnell's point of view, Niall, he's damned if he doesn't, damned if he doesn't. Yeah, Am I right? Sure. Like, yeah, no, he he, is, we, he is. we we talk about you know bringing players and not bringing players, and we've seen him change the middle of the park and then bring in other players and just whatever has happened every time he's tried to do something, it just hasn't worked out or it's gone as of late catastrophically wrong at times as well. And so is there, is there a fear factor now that if he goes like, is it, here's another, here's another way of me asking that is Dundalk an environment right now? Is that a right environment to bring an under 19 player in? Well, this is it. Maybe not. You don't want to ruin. You don't want to ruin anybody for for a future career. You don't. You don't. But if I've their never, atmosphere uh, or attitude is wrong right now in yeah, the club, course, the first senior course, appearance, yeah. and this is what they see. It's not a high tempo, high um, achieving. You know, um, always pushing kind of level, and that's you know that's what you want them to come into. That's the environment you want to. Yeah, no, I get that point of view. But then, like Mayoa and Amasahun came in towards the end of the twenty twenty one season, and I, I can't think of a situation morale wise or. No, or, or had a close been run that that that'd be lower in recent memory at that stage, and he came in and yeah. quite well. I thought, um, yeah, in a few of the games he played, and yet we hadn't seen him um, after that, you know, um, which was quite surprising. I thought, I thought he was one who was going to go on and maybe play a few games, and uh, the following season under O'Donnell, um, we didn't see him, and he's back now within the club from Dungannon Swifts a loan spell, but we haven't really seen him at all. And you look at the back four last night. I mean, like, surely. Mm. Now, if it's a registration issue, then fair enough. I yeah. mean, but, or if it's a fitness issue, I don't know. But I mean, like, it seems kind of bizarre that you'd have Greg Slogger playing to have the half. Yeah. Um, Robbie Benson playing left full. Um, that's fair enough. If you've given up on Leahy and McCourt, etc., then fair enough. But I mean, there's other 19 players who could do with a bit of game time, you know, blood them in now. Like, like the season's basically over, Chris. We're not going to finish any higher or lower than we probably are. Absolutely um, not, yeah. So, like, realistically, we're not. like So, I mean, now's surely the time to sort of... 
I don't know. I mean, it, and you've two fixtures, of course, playing on Monday again. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can't keep going to the well with the certain with the exactly, small amount of yeah. players we currently have. With, so, with the, with the try and test it. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see now what the team selections actually are for these two games, um, and what he actually goes with. Mm. Based on what we saw on the team sheet last night, it, it, all bets are off, Chris. I mean, it could be anything. I mean, mm. like um, he might go with a couple of nineteens. Who knows? But. I, th- I think now is probably the time to see. Like these players might possibly are they good enough? Possibly not. Like, but how do you know if you don't play them? Yeah. You know, even even Mark Byrne, the, the the third goalkeeper. I mean, we haven't seen him. How no. do we know he's good enough? You know what I mean? Like, let's just try and see if any of these players are worth are worth hanging on to. And you know, can any of them make the grade and step up and be an asset for the club? Yeah. Um, we, we just go through. There is there is a couple of questions here tonight, so I think we've we've answered kind of where. Uh, Boilers disappeared and Ansley. So I think you've, you've, you've alluded to that already. Uh, another one there from, from uh, Daniel Sexton just kind of asking, was there a particular moment this season where everything went off the rails, did you find? Um, so the self-inflicting defeat in Daily Mount um, seems to be kind of one that stands out in his mind. I also think back of the Bulls match at home where 2-0 up and um, uh, coming out at halftime and, and we lose the game 3-2. Then after that, we kind of had poorish European runs we're on the back now am I right in saying four defeats in a row yeah yeah so yeah I mean I'd, I'd agree with Daniel's comment there I think that game in Daily Man Park certainly is one that stands out to me I mean because mm. there was actually talk even of like a possible title push in advance yeah. game. I mean like we were we were flying reasonably high and points wise we were quite we were quite close um to to, to, to the top few teams like and I think we were two one up in that game, um, and somehow managed to throw it away and lose three two. So, I say that's probably, for want of a better phrase, um, the rot may have started. Like you know what I mean? Um, mm. For Dundalk, I mean, I don't think we particularly recovered from that, um, morale wise, or we never picked ourselves up um, from there. I don't think, and like obviously, like Europe was a disappointment as well. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think there's any two ways about that. Obviously, we got past Magpies as you should be doing in the first yeah. round. Um, KA, I, I thought was a game on paper we certainly should have been navigating. I mean, like what happened then in the next round against Bruges probably um, probably amplifies that for you, um, yeah. to, to some degree as well. I mean, so that was disappointing. And the cup, obviously, disappointing. The Galway fiasco last week, um, and the league's been disappointing, you know what I mean? It's been a disappointing season all mm-hmm. around. Again, they turn around in the last six games, I, 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 I maybe, but I, I don't think it's. It's on the cards. We need a lot to go in our favour now if we're going to salvage a place in Europe. Um, and that leaves you to like really question, you know, what does the future hold? You know what I mean? Because like, mm-hmm. like you mean, like it's a transfer window. This season was below par. I mean, with it's no going to be European a smaller budget, budget, isn't it? Yeah. Again, so because like, you're not going to have yeah. that European money. So like with no European windfall coming in next season, mm. I mean, your options... And the calibre of players who want to play in Europe versus... You know, yeah, the, so, the, 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 you're out of that echelon of of clubs that you would say going forward then as well. Totally, totally. I mean, like, so it really leaves you the question, um, you know, what kind of quality, calibre of player we're going to be able to bring in in the off-season. I mean, we were limited this season yeah. to what we could bring in. I mean, it's going to be even more difficult for Stephen O'Donnell um, or whoever's in charge um, next season to sort of uh, to, 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 to sort of navigate that. Do you know what I mean? Um and I don't know. I mean, like, there's also the side as well. Obviously, we all saw, you know, Galway United promoted last night. Um, yeah. Obviously, done us 4 0 in the cup last week. Um, they're now essentially replacing UCD. 
um, in the league. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough, tough league next year. And mm-hmm. unless something changes, unless something changes, Chris, um, in the next few months, I mean, you, you could be looking over your shoulder next season in terms of staying but, in the division. You yeah, know? And, but, and, and that for me is the real concern at the moment is where 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 we where we go with this. Do you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. are we going from here? You know. Well, this is the thing. So, I think the the fact that things last year went so well on yeah. the field, it probably it's similar to during the Stephen Kenny era. We we all just focused on everything going well, and during the Stephen Kenny era, we we you know we were winning everything in front of us. It was great. We were riding high in Europe. Everything seemed seemed great. We glossed over the fact that, you know, the stadium was falling apart and the, the pitch had to be replaced and was replaced during that period. Um, we're kind of right back now where, where we were again, except we don't have um, the good results on the pitch this time. So it's amplifying, I feel, the issues around ownership, around facilities, around future plans, around budgets you know it, it around opportunities for for younger players academies and i think everything kind of gets gets amplified in all of this recently enough um john russell was on one of the sligo podcasts and you know their fans one and was kind of saying look it's been such a disappointing season but you know the fact that the fans are still gathering around and you know they 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 recently raised over a hundred thousand euro they've got plans for expansion in the showgrounds and stuff like that you can still see although football wise things haven't gone well and you can allude to max Mada uh, in kina all their best players being sold off and um, mcnicholas their keeper you know you could kind of say well this is clear if you keep selling off your top assets of course you're going to have a problem but for ourselves we don't have a plan for our ground. We don't have massive um, fundraising issues that fans can get in behind and help support. We haven't heard a whole lot from our owners to say, "Look, this is unfortunate, but this is this is where we're, this is what we're doing." Um, you know, something James Rogers has kind of said over and over again is, you know, if even if you had a pot of money. What, what would the club do with it right now? Because there's no specific plan for it towards if you were over in Sligo and you had a pot of money to hand over, you could say, well, there you go. That's that's for this development, you know, uh, and, and we see that across, uh, you know, Bowes and stuff like that with their new stadium coming up. At least they have stuff yeah. in plan. You think of, I suppose, a club that was behind us in development, you would have said previous to the whole takeover with Shelburne, but that seems to have kind of really pushed them through. You think of, you know, the loaner signs they've had in, in in wood and stuff like that has really pushed them on to a time where they couldn't score goals. Now they, they're solid at the back and scoring goals. So we've been overtaken in many factors, I feel, over the past few months. Um, I think what uh, most of the fans from, you know, what, what you hear and see is it that is a, a particular gripe for everyone right now. It's like, where are we going? What 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 is Dundalk Football Club right now? That seems to be the the million the million euro question at the moment mm. is what actually where are we going basically? And I mean, like it'd be remiss of me and others to you know criticise the previous ownership for a lack of transparency and just mm-hmm. lack of communication with supporters, and and, and not criticise the current ownership for what is essentially the same thing. Like we don't really yeah. know what the plan is. They've come out and said that you know they were seeking investment at the start of the year. 
and that's gone quiet um that's about as much as we've got from them um mm. like there's no there doesn't seem to be any sort of you know plan in place um going forward like you know it just seems to be let's just keep going what we have what, what, what we have it must be very very yeah. frustrating for Stephen O'Donnell in the position he's in because he is he's the one who has to come out and face the media every week and try and paint a pretty picture of what's going on but then like it's very very clear to see and <coughs> excuse me it's very very clear to see that um all's not rosy in the camp mm-hmm. um on on or off the field i mean it, it's definitely gone flat and it's gone stale yeah. and something's happened and maybe the current ownership have have taken it as far as they possibly can i don't know mm-hmm. i mean like they have come in i, I think they provided a good stopgap and um, yeah. in at a time when the club needed somebody to come in and rescue it from the clutches of peak six i think they should be commended for that mm-hmm. um but um at the same time is it a case now of the money's just not there and the project is maybe a lot bigger than maybe they took it for or yeah. all it might be um and maybe now is the time to maybe try and change hands again of ownership and see if um like it's 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 easier said than done but the club does need investment because as you say chris we're, we're certainly falling behind we're falling behind the rest of the league and we're going to fall further and further behind mm-hmm. um to the point where we're actually in danger of losing our Premier division status if things don't change quickly because we haven't got the infrastructure or, or the budget no. or anything to compete at the moment and that's clear as day i mean when you look at the fiasco of the last transfer window where we basically didn't get any of the players that we were looking for <laughs> yeah. i mean like that tells its own story and it shows that the landscape's obviously changed for the dock fc we're not the club we're not in a position we were five six years ago where we could attract any player in the league we wanted now we've got to be a lot more creative in our in our recruitment approach and it just seems like the budget and, and, and the resources just aren't there for that and i think that's why yeah. you have to look at it and say the club need to come out and, and really let people know what their plan is what's going to happen what do they want to happen and what are they going to try and make happen because at the moment we're going up to oil park every second week we're going to away matches we don't really know what what we're getting behind at the moment and that's yeah. the, and that's where a lot of the frustrations coming from a lot of the dog supporters i feel yeah yeah no 100 percent. i think i think i think you've hit the nail on the head that's it that's it exactly i think if as a whole club i just think we need some sort of direction to be heading um you know i've heard i've heard the term you know we, we talked about it even last week just being a bit rudderless at the moment yeah and i and, and i think that's kind of gone on and off the field a touch um like we don't know like you're you're talking earlier on about you know um lee mccord are they even going to be here next week i think there's a couple of question marks over a few of the players like that and and then that's question mark of who they're going to be replaced with next year because if we don't know where we are as a club it's hard to kind of nail that down the type of and the caliber of player who could be potentially in there if if it was a thing you know i, I just seen comments in there you know that the likes of you know Senna Mullen, um, uh, Mayo Bonner, these players could be given it. But if, if I think if we were a club who was giving young players a chance, that's fine because then they understand what we are. And you'll say, well, we have probably some young lad who can step up and and have a go in this first team. And if it if it doesn't work, we understand because he's a young player being given a chance. But that doesn't seem to be what we've been about either. So you know, it's it's very hard to. It, it's just an identity, isn't it? That's that's the thing that's kind of killing us right now. And, we you know we're going up against a cork side on monday who are are still fighting for their own survival and, and how they're going to fit in all of this as well so i think that's just 
another question mark, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And like Cork, obviously, um, looks like after last night's results that they're going to be destined for for a relegation playoff now, probably against Waterford, maybe. Yeah. Um, that being said, like I mean, like Rory Keaton's on severe form at the moment. Um, if he's mm -hmm. played against that back four or a similar back four tomorrow night or Monday night, sorry, um, we could be in for a long one, you know. So yeah, I think um, these are two games now where I don't know. Like I think um, these are two games now where like you're kind of looking at it, you know, Cork and draw at home two teams yeah. in the bottom four. I mean, um, how? This will tell a lot now on where these players' heads are. I mean, and maybe O'Donnell is kind of looking at it in terms of, you know, who's he going to be keeping hold of next season? Who's he going to be moving on? Just use this to assess the squad. Yeah, maybe, maybe because I don't think there's any other reason to. There's nothing else you can really do with these games. I mean, yeah. load in some of the 19s if you can, and try to assess who's worth keeping and who's going to be moved on. Um, because the season has really petered out big time for the Dock Hill. It's really, mm. really petered out, and I mean, I, 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 I don't think. I, I don't think um, we can have any sort of qualms about that, to be honest with you. I think um, it's just been like, it's so, such a disappointment. We're all kind of exasperated here because yeah, it's, yeah. it's just been so, so disappointing the last few weeks. I mean, we were going into this period, this last quarter of the season with a bit of hope, I felt. You know, yeah. the cup quarter final and, you know, still with, an outside, still with a chance of Europe via the league. And in the last three, four, five weeks, it's just completely knocked us for Sixler. Um, yeah. And I think we're all just sat here, and I think we're all just completely disillusioned and deflated. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, about this whole situation, and I mean, look. Yeah, course, but, I, but I think that just of course it could be it, worse. We could be of course it could facing relegation. Yeah. Maybe we maybe we are spoiled rotten, Chris. But I mean, like oh yeah. But like at the same time, you know, I think as the Dock FC supporters, the Dock FC is a huge club. I think we do expect a bit more. Um, yeah. And I mean. <sighs> It's, it's it's just it's 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 just not been good enough. It's not been good enough at all. There's yeah. No, there's really no there really is no paint in a pretty picture here. It's it, it just completely gone flat and stale. And a lot a lot longer before I thought it would. Um, and mm -hmm. I do feel for Stephen O'Donnell to some degree. I think he's absolutely his hands yeah. are a little bit tight behind his back. He's trying his best to paint a big picture, a nice picture with this. But ultimately, it's just it, it, it's kind of hard to defend. And he couldn't defend it against Galway. You know. In fairness yeah. to him, I, I was kind of happy he came out and and, and give the post match he did on that mm -hmm. one. Yeah, I think so. I think it was the right thing to do. Because the week before I was on here and you know he'd said the Derry game was the best performance of his two year spell, which was absolutely bizarre. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but he came out and went the other way last week, and then last night it was kind of half and half nearly. So I mean, in terms of the post match, so mm -hmm. it's, um, I don't know. Rudderless is probably the is probably the key word as you, as you guys used last week, and I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's just. Yeah. yeah look I, I think that's just the way it is i think um look as, as i said we, we we won't we won't dissect this too much <laughs> i think i feel we we always go over um older ground and probably at the end of the season is is the real time to kind of take stock of where we are as a club and, and what we're doing and 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 how we've performed throughout the whole season because as i say if if to the end of the season we're, we're suddenly swapped it over and, and we're given opportunities across it we you know we might have a different complexion coming out at the end of the season and we might be optimistic about opportunities for from one or two other players um but that is for another time i think um for ourselves we'll be back on monday again and um, after the Cork match in Oriel Park, seems like ages um, since we've been in Oriel Park for a match too. Um, so it like let's just hope we can get something out there. Just you know, we we can't 
talk about just a good performance anymore. I think we need some sort of points to back that up now. Um, it's just it's been a while since we haven't got ahead. I just think we need to end this losing streak and, and get something out of it. If we can get a performance out and some points, great. But I just think I'd just take some points now at this stage and just keep the likes of Drahada and stuff at, at bay because if if we lose on Monday and then Drahada come to town, if they were to take maximum points, we'd... It'd be a scary situation. There's a potential we could fall further down down the line on this league, and that'd be that'd be a real worry for me. Uh, Niall, I just want to thank you for this as always for popping on and the no honesty problem. for it all. I think, um, as I said, we'll we'll definitely do a deep dive at the end of the season and yeah. and get a feeling where we are as a club. But yeah, look, it's it's an opportunity for for this crop of players once more maybe to try to redeem themselves and get something back and no better place to do it is in Oriel Park as you said for as bad as it's been at times for us we've always managed to be pulled something up at Oriel Park and um, with the home crowd behind us so let's let's hope we can we can do something similar again uh on Monday night so I think until then uh well uh, come on the 